Hi, I'm Tommy. Hi, I'm Nemanja. Welcome to Cloud Couch. It's where we discuss cloud topics from a couch perspective. Not so comfortable couch. Welcome back to another episode of Cloud Couch, where we're going to talk about why startup in cloud. So today we'll focus on um, some stories that you, Tommy, have. Uh, this is how we also met when you were building your, your startup. And uh, we can see what kind of rationale and challenges and lessons you learned in, in, this, in this journey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It's a very big, big topic in general. Uh, yes. Let's see how much we babble here and where it goes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, absolutely, it's it's very exciting for startups. And when I say startups, for me, it's really about any new project because I've I've been building building not only um, let's say small companies um, in cloud and startups, but really for me, it's also greenfield, which is kind of corporate. You mean a greenfield project in a large enterprise? Yeah, exactly. Like really what they should be doing and what they need to move into uh, Mm -hmm. for innovation, for really building new products that are are actually the future revenue for them. Mm -hmm. And um, in in both cases, in in my view, they they look very much the same in terms Mm -hmm. of how you approach, how you think about cloud. And of course, also other options and and what you really need. And um, yeah, that's what we're going to tap into today and, and look cool. a bit about yeah right so um, I would say let's start from the beginning mm-hmm. so when um, when we met you were uh, just starting with uh, with this um, um, startup uh, mm-hmm. company and um, I met you in your office and you had this big um, AWS architecture on the wall with lots of services connected and all mm-hmm. that so this is where we started uh, first discussing about the feasibility of using certain services versus another mm-hmm. options and so on. But mm-hmm. can you guide me through how you came to that uh, uh, mm-hmm. architecture on the wall? Mm-hmm. Was the AWS your first choice or mm-hmm. were you discussing mm-hmm. about other things as well? Yeah, absolutely. And um, even if we are a little bit biased with, with AWS overall, <coughs> um, it's not uh, that this is the only only option. And um, when we met, that was in uh, 2018, sometime maybe spring or something like that. Um, yeah, it was really, um, I was coming. So basically just quick recap. So I've been building, um, let's say, backends and systems, internet um, applications, um, trading, uh, systems very much on dedicated hardware uh, type of okay. things, telco, network uh, equipment. So I have a quite a broad background on different um, high-performance systems um, on-prem. Let's call them all on-prem, or that you need to care about the hardware. And I've been also building another startup. Uh, 2015, we're building um, one and a half years. We're on Google uh, Cloud Platform. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's kind of. The starting point when we met and what I have in, in, in up until then in terms of what I've been using and uh, just played around with uh, with Amazon Web Services for completely different non, non-production um, type of things. Um, however, I was, um, yeah, I was working as CTO at this uh, Swiss startup and uh, looking at both building a small team 
but also building a non-trivial platform with a larger backend, very data heavy, machine learning, uh, modern APIs to power uh, mobile applications and web applications. And um, like in the startup, what I think also is important here, um, when we met and I had that on the wall, I've been thinking a lot. I mean, I have experience and know what I was looking to find. Mm -hmm. And I also knew the, let's say, trade-offs that I need to make in order to kind of be able to utilize the time, the money, the team that we had available in the startup. And I think that's in general the same discussion you need to have, no matter if you're a big corporation uh, doing your, your legacy stuff or if you're doing a greenfield project, it's all the same. You need to um, talk through that. So that's kind of what I've been doing, looking at both Google Cloud Platform of course, also looking at um, um, non-cloud type of um, backends. Let's say, uh, you know, there are many, many versions like DigitalOcean, uh, virtual pr private servers, basically, and also Swiss ones like Exascale, like them a lot. But this is like basically, yeah, you have your own server and then you need to do the rest. And then you mm -hmm. have cloud where you also can have your own server, but you have so many other things. So I was now more looking at, okay, what would it look like on AWS and I was very interested and intrigued to to also start using Amazon heard a lot of good things I've been talking to quite a few people to kind of hear a little bit feedback and uh, then I was reaching out in my network to see can I find somebody who works at AWS and and I can ask some questions we can discuss and I can see um, is this really interesting should I be choosing this obviously I'm not going to wait for the answer for from somebody at AWS, but really talking through the things and, and understanding um, much more about it so I can make a decision. Is it Google or is it is it Amazon? So that was really, all that thinking had gone into that picture and I already had an idea. This is what I think I should be doing and then enter Nemanja and <laughs> it starts. Yes, yeah. and I verified it was good. And, yeah, uh, that was good. And then and to, to cut yeah. the long story short, <laughs> You build it on AWS. <laughs> yes. But uh, I mean, wasn't there like a, a learning path that was involved with AWS? So uh, often when uh, I talk to customers and um, also startup companies, uh, decision which cloud to go, it's quite often depends on uh, existing skill sets that you already have in a team. Mm -hmm. So if you have a team that is very skilled on a Google Cloud platform mm -hmm. or Azure or AWS, that's pretty much gonna determine the direction where you want to go. So you have been on a Google Cloud Platform building software. Mm -hmm. Why abandoning that knowledge and starting mm -hmm. learning AWS? Mm -hmm. Was that a sort of a gut feeling you should go there or you just wanted to learn something else and this was a chance to do this? Um, yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's um, that's that's a very important. Um, uh, data point and consideration, especially if you have uh, larger teams. In my case, it was one person at that point. It was me. Okay. And I was looking to hire uh, one more person. Uh, so it's a really small team. And that's also about opportunity and also constraints a lot. Um, okay. And we'll com come back to that for sure more. But at that point, it was, it was really about me looking at how can I get a start that I can also see this is going to make sense to scale not just on the technical side but also it's going to scale 
on the on the people side and right now I don't have a problem because it was just me and I know myself and I have uh, so much experience that is easily transferable and I'm willing to take the learning hit or the you know whatever is required to learn the specific AWS um, tools and services and so on but the, the knowledge what I'm building I already have and I that's why I drew it on the on the uh, basically on the wall so it was not for me the decision of okay I come from Google now yes I know some things there but it's directly transferable over to what I want to do here now or even you know outside of cloud because it's like APIs is different types of uh, scaling um, parts and so on. Yeah, but also back mm -hmm. then, uh, that's like three years ago, I think mm -hmm. uh, uh, Google Cloud Platform at that, that time maybe was not on the level where AWS was three years ago, mm -hmm. even though maybe they're like both advanced in the meantime. Mm -hmm. But uh, was it back then that you missed from Google Cloud Platform mm -hmm. that you wish that there was and you were looking for in a, another cloud vendor like AWS or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so actually, so back in 2015 when I when I um, uh, built this um, backend also for a mobile application, I built it on, on App Engine. And App Engine mm -hmm. um, back then just came out with um, Golang version of building on App Engine which was back then I was on the bleeding edge and there was a lot of hurdles and trouble to just mm -hmm. use basic stuff like storage, search and things like that. But it worked and I was um, quite happy happy with, um, with doing things there. Um, but it was quite um, limiting in terms of other types of services yeah. that I could be using. So I, I, I had the basics that quite quickly translated into using just a virtual private server and spinning up a few you know, Elasticsearch, a database, and then an API proxy, Nginx, okay. or whatever you want to have. And that's it. So very, very similar. So these things I knew well, so I knew doing it yourself, and I know um, Google. But now I wanted to build something that can scale more, and in the sense where I don't need to do all the things that I need. It was interesting to look at what's coming up with machine learning and SageMaker, and also data um, pipelines for analytics like kinesis and other things I was looking at things that were uh, looking very interesting as more as Lego to put together mm -hmm. and then have somebody who is uh, obviously very capable to to operate that in terms of Amazon more paying for just using these managed services and get mm -hmm. you know quite high up in the in the stack, so to say, and just build our unique application on top of a lot of well-known yeah. building blocks. And that was really kind of, yeah, the gut yeah. feeling I wanted to, yes, I would like to test out that to move as high up as possible and just use existing building blocks that are really, um, you know. So that those were the needs for your startup that mm -hmm. you knew it's, it's gonna, uh, there would be a need to um, scale to a lot of users globally uh global so that's what you want yeah global reachability <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <clears throat> what were the limitations of this mm -hmm. start that you had mm -hmm. to work with yeah uh, was it money was it people operations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i mean it also comes down to another thing how i think about it also is all of those and also like what is it that you want to do or should be doing as an organization and this is a startup but it's also very much uh, corporates 
What is it that you should be doing that adds most new value that you can get most revenue and profits from? So taking all that in and looking at, okay, we're a small team. Mm -hmm. We don't have the luxury of having many engineers, which means we need to build in the cloud, which means we need to deal with infrastructure. So everything from the very fundamentals to our layer, which is our unique application. Yeah. So nobody's gonna, I can't buy the uniqueness. So no, this I have, have to, build, to do. You have to build it. <laughs> this yeah. I have to do. No way around that. But yes. what about the other pieces? So obviously I could look at if I can buy all the other stuff or get a big chunk of it, what does it cost versus can I hire somebody or what's the time to do that? Does it make sense to operate your own database? Does it make sense to, you know, whatever mm -hmm. the pieces. So my thinking is just to kind of make it a bit um, faster, uh, not to explain too much, but the thinking is really looking through the list of what needs to be in place to do what we need to do. Thinking of scalability, so building a system that's flexible. Uh, what are the pieces that need to be there? Which ones can I just buy for some price tag? And which ones do I have to make for sure? Okay, so if I take the ones that I have to make with the one, two persons that I have, how long is that going to take and cost? Yeah. And then looking at how much of the other thing, you know, makes sense to do or not do. And that was kind of like, fast forward, the end result was basically looking at AWS, thinking we can get a lot of this for free. We want to get rid of all uh, server operations and patching and this low level security. We don't we can't afford to do that or think yes. about it, but we, or we have to think about it, but we can't actively do anything. So I would like to cater to security. So that means also like, you know, all the security things you can um, think about, like uh, encryption and at rest and in transit, but also very much other things, making sure servers and everything is up to date. So we don't need to, you know, risk anything so, here. Yeah. So at the end, you ended up with a, a serverless solution, mm -hmm. I would say. Was there any any server in the architecture that you had to touch and log in and operate, or was it mm -hmm. fully serverless? Yeah, so <clears throat> short answer, we had one, which was just um, a convenience um, um, bastion host or um, um, jump host, because we wanted to, so, um, so short answer, yes, one box. It was a bastion host we could SSH into and it allowed us to a little bit troubleshoot and look at a few other services. One was Docker and the other one was um, our database, which is uh, Aurora, mm -hmm. um, MySQL. And the reason we had it was that initially we couldn't uh, log in via the, actually the service didn't exist, I think even the, the uh, console to log into uh, Aurora and do SQL queries. Mm -hmm. And there were some glitches and things we didn't get to work as we wanted. So we wanted to have access to log in with console and it was very convenient via, via um, uh, just having a machine on the mm -hmm. inside. And in addition to that, it was, just, it was just one thing. And the other thing was we were doing a database migrations with something called Flywheel flywheel and um, that was also we built that in a docker container and also added an api on top of it so we could actually trigger off you know rolling back and rerunning migrations a few other a few of these things so we, we we could just do it from the inside manually 
we didn't want to expose that didn't make sense or build some automation and the other thing was um, we were um, also interacting with our docker containers where the application was our okay. APIs on the inside yeah and otherwise not otherwise not <laughs> okay and uh, just for maybe my understanding uh, uh, once you set up the environment uh, okay that, that in the beginning it, it didn't have that number of users that uh, uh, you envisaged but uh, it grows over time mm -hmm. what was the cost of operating mm -hmm. all of that mm -hmm. for example or, or how many uh, well one is the bill you receive from AWS mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the infrastructure that you use mm -hmm. but the other one is from a human perspective mm -hmm. side uh, mm -hmm. who was operating who was on call on pager duty yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <clears throat> yeah so yeah it's part of that trade-off where um, so the, the quick answer is that quickly looking at for the foreseeable future using Amazon managed services and not reinventing wheels or operating, taking responsibility to do it is like probably uh, more than an order of magnitude price difference. You know, we mm -hmm. would at least have to hire one, maybe two more persons. Okay. So that's like, let's just count with round numbers. So let's say it's 10K a person per so month. Yeah. Per month. So 20k, uh, let's say we would have had to add to do reasonably to the same level uh, where we were with just everything on our own on a virtual private server. Okay. So we have 20k in one side and then on the other side we have these services where we're monthly paying for, so obviously we had an organization and everything was set up with a with a landing zone, security baseline, and everything was infrastructure as code and automated. That's yeah. you know very key to, to work very fast with small small team. So we have three environments even deploying our whole backend. So we're working with a pipeline, doing development from infra infrastructure up throughout the whole application layer, deploying into development, and then testing, and then production. And each of these environments were with a mobile application dedicated for each environment so we could so do very test nice testing and at least we had and we could do that very fast so we could do daily push out many many updates and okay. really great so coming to the costs having that full environment replicated three times and also running in production uh, with just you know not not any scaling was in the in the order of 300 uh, Swiss francs a month so if you're thinking of 300 versus and that's all pipeline, everything we have in the whole organization, everything we're using, including machine learning, where it is and what we did, all data. 300 versus 20,000, I mean, it's a very easy, easy decision. Obviously, it's not like only dimension to think about, but it's a very interesting one because you can quickly get all the stuff immediately. It's there mm -hmm. in the cloud. You can just get it. You pay much less and you can focus the, the efforts in the team, which is very limited, on your unique thing that you can't buy. Yes, um, uh, under assumption that that team is already on the level that can efficiently use AWS services. Mm -hmm. right? How long it took you know, to ramp up from, uh, <clears throat> I don't like Google Zero anymore, to hero. going to <laughs> AWS. <laughs> yes, uh, how, how long it took you from mm -hmm that revelation that you want to go to <laughs> yeah. AWS to actually uh, building efficiently something in months, weeks, what are you talking about? Yeah, so in our case, it was uh, a little bit 
different just to, to look so i'm just looking at this one project now mm -hmm. which is purely um startup but also very similar for for one we did um for a, a large corporate in, in in switzerland also building a greenfield startup like thing but if you're looking from kind of knowing that you want to do it on amazon and we had this first uh, few discussions and looking at how to kind of maybe adjust a few things or just going through the thinking to actually doing it i mean there was some some learning in terms of just <laughs> kind of realizing that back then in early 19 like january we spent I think two months trying out CDK, which is the new way to kind of do infrastructure as code and realizing that this is not mature enough to really use reliably in production then. Mm -hmm. It's the way to go, today it's the way to go. But back then it was not a, a choice that would bring happiness down the road for the next year or one and a half. So we had to back up a little bit and redo it in CloudFormation. Um, and that took one month to do uh, kind of starting from scratch, knowing very well what we want to do and the pieces, but just kind of ironing it out, kind of like what does it mean exactly to build up that whole environment, to kind of get to a place where we um, we have a working uh, application that is really um, also across these environments um, in different uh, different. Uh, so, what would you say to today's startups mm -hmm. that um, um, want to? build something on AWS, uh, let's say, or any other cloud, doesn't matter, uh, how much lead time would you give them and say, take this three months to learn about certain services mm -hmm. or uh, or call us to help you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if I would have known who knows exactly and would be available to do it, you know, mm -hmm. also, I would have just um, worked with that. So obviously this is what we're, um, you know, have here and can offer, obviously. But let's say that you have engineers and you, you have some knowledge. I mean, the knowledge that is important is not just AWS knowledge. It's, it, it's, it's nice to have. But what's more important is obviously that, you know, whoever is going to build it really knows conceptually the architectures and what it is to build an end-to-end -end system say now it's a mobile application with a with a backend that is non-trivial and you know how to build apis and think about this also down the road how to evolve it versioning and so on but also very much the whole um, automation setup infrastructure as code pipelines pipelines for all the different pieces no matter if you're building containers or lambdas yeah. and all that so there's a lot of these things and testing i mean another massive topic because you operating, need to do that monitoring operating yes. but that's you know maybe less important because if you can maximize the quality operation problem is less of a problem yeah. so yeah what what's the time or the thinking obviously it depends what is it that your startup is doing exactly but if it's a mobile application, non-trivial backend, uh, starting from scratch, but you know the, the pieces, um, to get everything set up so that you have some of your APIs there and connected and everything in everybody in development and all the pipelines and all is set up. So you have a starting point. This is all doable in one month. And that, that was what we did in okay. one month. But this doesn't mean obviously that you're on a level where you have now implemented all your features. It might be you have deployed a few lambdas or a container and you have an API and it's connected with your mobile 
application and you have all the wiring and all the setup in, in Amazon. Now that's for sure doable uh, as a beginning. Um, you can do it, I mean, this is something we would be able to do right now in maybe two weeks or maybe even in one week um, to get a starting point. But I think like the looking back and also thinking how it would be now is more interesting is to see like from having that or starting that journey and then coming to a place where you feel comfortable and it's very well known. That's, I would say, more like a three to five month thing okay. let's say three months i would think where everybody is fully productive and fully understand this and it's all to a level also where the product starts to be interesting mm. so that you can really see like in, in our case we had development testing and production you're maybe live in production and you also have um, new things going out and starting to talk about more interesting things which is also technically more challenging like testing a B testing in production and you know this is non-trivial yeah so um, yeah okay so, so you said there were some kind of lessons learned with uh, using services that maybe were not mature enough at that yeah. time so you had to roll back to some others were there any other challenges along the way or maybe some lessons learned that uh, you could advise uh, future startups not to fall in the same hole yeah, I so I, I think um, kind of both on both sides, like, you know, the good things that I think are very interesting and that were interesting for me um, back then. So, again, no matter if it's a startup in the sense of startup or if it's a greenfield corporate type of startup mm -hmm. or initiative spin-off, in both cases today, you need um, to think about data. You need to think about security. Of course, you need to think about operations, but also scalability. These are interesting yeah. topics that you can you can get from cloud to a quite a nice level. Like you can you can get like there is this um, um, a shared responsibility model in terms of security and how what Amazon is providing as an as an example, and then what you can build on top of this and what you're responsible to take care of when it's when you're talking security. So and the same is with operations if you're using or if you're in let's say the serverless camp, which we're gonna talk about in another episode, but basically minimizing managing servers and patching and it, it applies to anything like storage to you know the applications to any type of front end you know load balance everything like this so the more you can minimize um, the less stuff you can do or need to do and that's really beneficial as as anybody starting out that you can make a decision on well we don't need to do it and we can get some of the best in the world that do only this to do it for us what's the cost what's the cost if we do it so learning here for me is buy that in the beginning and focus on what yeah what you need to do yeah. as your startup yes. and what you know the best mm -hmm. and where you bring that value yeah remove everything that isn't making no difference between mm -hmm. your startup or any other startup yeah. out there right? yeah because i think the the, the the flip side that we see everywhere and what is basically the the 90 percent of the internet today deployed is that you know people didn't know about it or care about it like security and then we have massive opportunity for ransomware and all these attacks yes. so it's not like yeah you start out as a startup or 
whatever and you you have so little time so you need to trade off certain things no you don't need to you you need to care about data compliance regulation mm -hmm. security and you need to make sure that your application runs and, and 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 all these things and this you can buy to a large extent from from a cloud provider which is very interesting because you can't forget about it um, because then you have just risks that you don't need to have and um, so that's like one of the good things. So were there any um, lessons learned, but maybe more on the like a negative side? So what were the things you're not so happy uh, mm -hmm. about in this uh, in this journey of yours? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, over the last three years uh, being on, on AWS and, and the year before, one and a half on, on Google Cloud, I think one of the things that's important to understand also related to what I just said there as the positive thing is that you can buy a lot of things and get a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're relying then on the cloud provider to, you know, stay on the SLA level and that things yes. work, obviously. Yeah. And most of the time that's that's the case, but it simply means that you don't have access to do anything. You can't fix it. So if it's not working, it's not working and you have to wait. And um, praying, the, praying works. <laughs> yes. And, and, and the higher you are up, building in, in the stack, so to say, the more of the things that can go go wrong and not work and, and things happen. So I think like lessons learned overall is that that um, sometimes, um, especially in the earlier days, I mean, it goes quick. It's like year by year. So like three years ago, it's like back in the days or you know, like that. So especially also one of the reasons moving from Google to Amazon or why I wanted was I was not so happy with their service early on in, in with App Engine and and, and I was in trying to be in contact with them to, to understand what's not working, what's the roadmap, when will you add this? And there was just no response back then. So you felt very much alone and this is this is not, you're not happy then if you, you want to build the, something. You mean the, the support, uh, customer mm -hmm. support mm -hmm. from their side, okay. Yeah, or technic, technical customer technical support, support, yeah. yeah. Um, um, AWS there is, uh, I would say it's known for um, support, so the customer obsession and mm -hmm. uh, uh, I know a lot of guys from AWS support, the best guys ever, kudos to you guys, <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah. really uh, responsive and uh, mm -hmm. super, super knowledgeable. Really, really yeah, good. yeah, I th I, that's what I wanted to point out, that, like, contrasting that and then AWS, it's like you have a problem, you, you just shoot a, uh, an email through your support um, uh, portal. And you can immediately uh, talk to somebody and like you say they know a lot and they even test and try out things and you know you can send them some you know parts what you have tried out and then they go and, and, and check things out in more detail so you can quite quickly narrow down and see is, is the problem on my side or is there just maybe something missing in terms of a feature or something so that's that's um, you know Something which sometimes can be, uh, but also even with, with Amazon can be sometimes that it's it's delaying you because you are waiting for somebody and you don't have access to to do it. So this is really something to You don't have 100% under your control yeah. anymore. You have given uh, mm -hmm. parts to manage by somebody else. Yes. And that's what it comes to. So you, mm -hmm. you rely and depend on the service level agreements you have with that vendor mm -hmm. for operating the services on your behalf. Yes. Yeah, and, and contrasting that with, with them um, doing everything yourself, well, probably you don't have time to care about the security and the patching 
down the road all the time. At least you need to be very diligent and understand all these pieces because you have to. Otherwise, you're just opening up more and more to attacks and risks and so on. So, um, but yeah, then you are, have the full responsibility and uh, yeah. But it, yeah, trade trade-offs definitely is, is something. And I'm trying to see if there's anything else that pops in my mind right now with um, maybe trying to be a bit more critical here as we are trying to be transparent. <laughs> no, if it's, it's, it's that, okay. that good, it's is okay. it that good? It's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> cool. Um, well, yeah, that's, uh, thanks for the info that that's mm -hmm. a really good uh, overview of why startups should be thinking about cloud. Um, what are the uh, rationales behind? Mm -hmm. um, what are the lessons uh, learned and what are the challenges along the way? Uh, things evolve, uh, clouds are changing, uh, the, the vendors are getting better and better in the services. Mm -hmm. the, the mentality and the reasons are still there, they're still valid, why? So um, yeah, I'm hoping to see more startups building in, in cloud. And uh, uh, any, any final words for uh, future uh, unicorns? Yeah, I mean, we could talk a lot more here and I, I mean, maybe you want to comment in the comments if you would like us to take a look at a few interesting startups that maybe, you know, maybe not any more startups, but companies that have had a lot of success in, in the cloud. Maybe also another topic could be to compare cloud to maybe um, blockchain and maybe future platforms to build on. It's another topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So for one of the episodes, then mm -hmm. um, we can look at that. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I, I just want to say, um, I think it's uh, um, one of the things, you know, a startup needs to, to look at really. And what we try to give here is to understand that the thinking with the trade-offs and what you need to achieve as a startup in a very short time, looking at cloud makes it extremely interesting because it gives a lot of things up front, just ready to, to plug in and use uh, that you need to have. And it's not about not doing the things like security or caring about your data or reinventing the wheels just because it's interesting for tech. So it's, it's really extremely interesting to use cloud. Yeah, it's uh, as a startup, you need to run fast in order to survive. And uh, yes. uh, clouds give you this competitive advantage mm -hmm. so that uh, you can uh, level a playing field a little bit with, mm -hmm. uh, with others and you get tools that uh, uh, used to be in the past uh, exclusive uh, rights uh, of the large enterprises who could afford these kind of tools. Now the, the playing field is equal mm -hmm. and uh, the one who is faster and delivers better product is the one who wins. Exactly. Cool. Absolutely. Well, then, uh, thanks for, uh, for sharing your mm -hmm. experience and your thoughts. And uh, we'll see you again in the next episode. Yeah. Thank you. Hope you like it. Yes. Thanks. Ciao. Bye. So if this is a relevant topic for your business, just contact us so that we can help you. If you like what we are doing, uh, please subscribe to our uh, channel and uh, uh, like our videos. And also you can give us feedback and also suggestions for topics that you would like us to um, discuss and go into more detail. In any case, uh, stay tuned and uh, see you soon.